Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and they have 18 amazing flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com and try yours. Also use the promo code LOCKEDON and you will get $10 off your first order. Well, the Devils are coming off their best game ever against the New York Islanders this past Sunday. So how will they stack up in tonight's matchup against the Philadelphia Flyers? Well, I think it's time for a crossover with Rachel and Danielle of Lockdown Flyers to have a discussion. So buckle up. It's going to be a jam-packed episode. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews, and it is currently 11.19 p.m. Eastern Time, January the 25th, 2021 at the time of this recording, and it is game day when this episode goes up. We are going to be taking on the Philadelphia Flyers in tonight's matchup. So currently we are 3-1-1, and let's talk about our last game against the New York Islanders before we talk to uh, Rachel and Danielle of Lockdown Flyers in this special crossover episode. So listen, I know I can be harsh, but I have to give credit when credit is due. And the New Jersey Devils did a hell of a job against the New York Islanders in their game two matchup against them over the weekend. So uh, credit to them. So you guys know that I like to rate the episodes at the end of each episode. So if I was to do a full recap episode of that game, I would have given the Devils an A because let's face it, the Devils did everything pretty much right they were better in the penalty kill they didn't let Scott Wedgwood do all the work and Scott Wedgwood looked pretty good I told you guys a couple episodes ago that Scott Wedgwood was to not be blamed for the Devils first loss against the Islanders because he did everything he could have done and you know I made the controversial take by saying that uh, 75% of the goals given up because the uh, the Islanders scored four goals against Wedgwood in their uh, game one matchup on Thursday I said that uh, 75% of those goals uh, were not Scott Wedgwood's fault so I, I blamed it on a defense and the defense looked a lot better they uh you, you would think that uh in their first shutout win of the season that it would be Mackenzie Blackwood but it was actually a career minor leaguer uh, prior to this season who had not played in an NHL game in like three seasons so it was really impressive to see that Jack Hughes did well uh, Zaka obviously got another goal and Ty Smith we need to talk about him briefly so Ty Smith set up two first period goals to become the sixth NHL rookie defenseman to get points in his first five games leading the New Jersey Devils to that 2-0 victory uh, Sunday night against the Islanders so uh, Ty Smith uh, I, I, you're gonna hear another controversial take that I'm gonna say in this crossover episode later but you know I'm gonna save that for the good for Danielle and Rachel to you know maybe agree or critique me on another thing that I want to talk about is the Devils special team so the Devils came into the game struggling on the power play and the penalty kill so they improved on the penalty kill but uh, one thing I haven't really talked about is their power play numbers so this might uh, stun some people they were uh, one of 11 with the extra man 
in their first four games of the year. And against the Islanders, they were one for two in their power play opportunities. So Lindy Ruff said over the weekend that they were practicing specialty teams with the penalty kill and the power play opportunities. So uh, that's something to uh, be excited for. So maybe they can approve against a struggling Flyers team because the Flyers, uh, you know, are, are still, you know, favorites to maybe, you know, have one of the best records out East. But uh, you know, let's face it, they're letting up so many goals. And like the Devils, it seems like they're holding on to hope every time they win. Well, the Devils weren't holding on to hope last game, but uh, let's just hope they, they could take advantage of this Flyers team that doesn't really seem to have it together because you want to take advantage of those teams. So they took advantage of the Bruins, who didn't look like they had it together quite yet. And now they have the opportunity to do the same thing for the Flyers. Both teams have a chance of, you know, having the best record out east. So let's see what they can do right there. And also in some other news, both has been moved to the taxi squad so uh Merkley was brought up by the New Jersey Devils and Bovquist uh you know that no surprise right there and also Janssen was moved to like uh last string so um you know th- th- those are some corresponding moves that the Devils have been making so hopefully those moves can uh remain effective uh against the Flyers but we'll see what happens but anyway I'm willing to bet that the New Jersey Devils are going to come out with a win against the Flyers and uh you know what I think it's time for the first live read this morning so let's talk about betonline.ag one of the best betting places in the market Alrighty, now are we ready for some more hockey are you enjoying the season so far because the season is in full swing and as always there's some big matchups to look forward to the nfl regular season is over and also the playoffs are pretty much done it just comes down to two teams the chiefs and the bucks and it's becoming clear who might become the next super bowl champion or i hope it's remaining clear that's for you guys to decide so there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. Go to betonline.ag, sign up for today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for 50% welcome bonus. NFL games of the week are usually talked about, college football top games, current headlines in sports. That's what they'll usually talk about. They can always flip it around, NBA, NHL, MLB, whatever the case might be. So don't sit on the sideline anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert, and also check out the social media page. Visit our good friends and exclusive partners at betonline underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use that promo code locked on for your sign up bonus. Hashtag betonline. Get with it and get in the action, everybody. Okay, it's time for a crossover with Locked On Flyers, so take it away. So, like we previewed, we are here with Trey from Locked On Devils. Trey, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm ready to talk some hockey this morning. Yes, so let's just jump right in. There's a lot to talk about with the Devils, but I think the biggest thing is Jack Hughes. He has had a hot start to the season, scoring three goals, four assists for seven points in five games. What do you think has contributed to his successful start? Well, he just uh, listened to what the naysayers, including myself, had to say about him, including that, you know, he just had to play more aggressive. He had to gain some weight. And uh, I said this in my show uh, quite frequently recently. So Jack Hughes uh, gained about 14 pounds of muscle. He ate about five to six meals a daily uh, just to uh, just to keep that weight on. So. Jack Hughes has been doing uh, exquisitely so far, and he is uh, he is by far on pace to break his uh, his uh, disappointing season from last year, in which he only put up uh, twenty one points. So you know he's already um, let's see, so he's at seven points right now. 
he, he, he's already close to breaking that. He, he, he's like a quarter of the way there already. So um, just, just, just the fact that uh, he, he's put in the work over the offseason, the fact that we're, we're going to be only playing 56 games this year, uh, the, the fact that he, he's uh, looking stronger, more aggressive, because uh, Jack Hughes actually led the Devils in breakaways last season but now it's converting to goals and he's also just helping his teammates out. So for Jack Hughes, I'm extremely proud of the kid. I think he's going to, um, I, I think he's going to, you know, prove everyone, including myself wrong, because I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Jack Hughes actually statistically had the worst season put up by a first overall uh, selected forward since Joe Thornton in 1997. So players like Patrick Stefan had better seasons than Jack Hughes and Stefan is uh, infamously known for blowing a wide open breakaway um, in, in the Thrashers and Stars game uh, years ago. So Jack Hughes, I'm extremely proud of the kid. Well, we all know Joe Thornton went on to do nothing, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's safe to say. <laughs> of course, of, of course, the listeners can't see our faces, uh, but we were being absolutely sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So uh, besides Jack Hughes, is there anyone else on the team that you think has surprised people so far? Ty Smith. So uh, Ty Smith this is obviously his rookie year. Uh, at the time of this recording, Ty Smith has actually um, gotten a, a point in his first uh, five games, uh, you know, and the fact that he's able to, you know, just contribute at a, at a high level, just, just at this young age, he is the uh, first devil's defensiveman uh, in history to put up a point in his first five NHL games. And obviously he's already up there in NHL rookies for just putting, uh, uh, you know, just putting a point into the category in his first five games. So for, for uh, Ty Smith, I, I think, um, He's obviously going to fall under the radar just because it's the New Jersey Devils, just because he's not the highest uh, regarded rookie out there. But uh, if the Devils can finish in a respectable position, look out. I think you have a I, – I, I think uh, uh, Smith could make a name for himself to win the uh, Calder Trophy. Wow. Okay, yeah. He's definitely someone I wasn't, uh, you know, thinking about um, – so there's a lot of good things that are going on with the Devils. But before we get into that, what do you think is the Devils' biggest or like biggest issue or weakness that the Flyers could exploit? Oh boy, I'm I'm, I'm providing a bad scouting report to to my rivals. But um, uh, the the biggest thing that you guys can exploit is our defense and our penalty kill because there's been too many situations where. Uh, the other team would go into the power play and we just look like a deer in headlights. So it didn't happen in the Islanders game because the, the Devils, uh, you know, were able to stay out of the uh, penalty kill and they were at, and the Devils actually were able to capitalize on their uh, power play opportunity. And that so like their, their game against the Islanders was obviously their best game. But uh, just previously, when they lost four to one against the Islanders, they led up two power play goals to the Islanders and. Um, they let up an open uh, breakaway. And I, I said it in my show, Scott Wedgwood was not to be blamed for that loss against the Islanders. His defense let him down. So the penalty killers uh, just weren't there for the Devils. 
Um, their defense is atrocious because there's been too many times where, uh, you know, before Scott Wedgwood and before he was put into COVID protocol, there was too many instances where uh, Blackwood uh, would would have to be savior and keep the Devils in the game somehow. So, um, you know, our defense is mediocre at best. So, like, Murray isn't really doing anything. Severson isn't really doing anything. Um, Subban isn't really doing anything. So, I think for our defense, um, you know, Ty Smith, I, I just said Ty Smith amongst all our defensemen, I, I'm going to have a hot take here. Ty Smith is our best defenseman right now, uh, just based on the, the amount of production he's able to do, especially since this is his rookie year. So, um, you know, just, just just in terms of our defense, it's mediocre at best. And I don't think we're, we're going to be uh, we, we got a lot to work on. We, we're making steps in the right direction, but overall just just too much to work on defense and penalty kill problems you say wouldn't know anything about that (laughs) yeah we'll talk about your guys (laughs) scores uh, in a few moments so what do you think the devils are doing well overall like how's the team performing together as a team just overall um so we're current at the time of this recording we are three one and one And this is the first time in over a season that we're above 500 at any point during the season, because last year we, we were at 500 at one point, or we were a game below, but for the first time we are over 500. And I think uh, part of that is, you know, we're, we're, we're just playing better hockey overall. So I know it's early and I don't want to jinx anything, but the devil's just overall um, sometimes uh, their offense is just, you know, you know, I don't know what to say, just just really good right now. And and the fact that they're getting their young guys to step up, because let, let's keep in mind, we're missing three uh, key guys. We're missing Brat, we are missing Heizer, and we are missing Vatnin. Uh, so Vatnin and uh, Brat are still uh, on uh, COVID protocol due to the fact that they have to enter the country. And, you know, uh, there's also some visa, visa issues that I was aware of. And as for uh, Heizer, he's still injured. But you know, uh, he, uh, Lindy Ruff says that uh, he's been practicing with the with the team. So um, you know, just 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 trying to slowly but surely get him back in there. So I think overall, uh, guys are just stepping up. Guys are just uh, you know scrapping because you know you look at someone like Sharon Govich. He got the game winning goal uh, a few games ago. Obviously, he's gone quiet right now, but just a few games ago against Boston, he was able to get the game-winning goal, and that was his first NHL goal ever. Uh, I just mentioned Ty Smith, um, you know, being one of a handful of rookies to, you know, just get a point in his first five games. I think uh, yeah, he is the second player to do so, so hopefully he can extend his streak to, I think, a game or two, so that way um, uh, he can be he, – he, he can get that number one spot. And um, – just, just overall, it's a great, it's a great showing from um, our, our our young guys and uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. Uh, I, I said this in my show uh, a couple of days ago as well. So, if if the Devils can finish in a respectable position and, and Blackwood continues to do what he do, what he does currently, I think Blackwood has a case for the Vesna Trophy. So, those are my two hot takes this morning. So. Blackwood can get the Vesna trophy and Smith can get the Calder trophy. If, if the devils finish a respectable position, but you know, obviously it's still really early. 
those are some hot takes for sure. Um, but you know, let's let's go into goaltending. So one big surprise this offseason, in my opinion, was the Devils going for Cro- Corey Crawford. They offered him a contract. Then he turns around and retired. Uh, now Blackwood went on to the COVID list. So how are the Devils filling that hole in goaltending? And who should we expect to see versus the Flyers in our two matchups? Well, uh, the player you should expect to see is Scott Wedgwood. And uh, prior to the Islanders series, Scott Wedgwood hadn't played in an NHL game in like three years. He's been a career minor leaguer for most of uh, his career. And he was a part of the Tampa Bay Lightning's uh, championship roster. But, um, you know, that that can only take you so far, especially when you didn't play a single game for them. Um, As for the goaltending situation, Recently, we got Aaron Dell from waivers, but unfortunately, he has to be in in, uh, COVID protocol because the team that we got him from was the um, Toronto Maple Leafs. And obviously, you know, the borders are a little thickeny, especially due to in in times of COVID. So Aaron Dell can't exactly, uh, you know, join the roster right away. He's got to go through some procedures in in order to join the team. So for right now, it's Wedgwood and Comrie for, for the Devils. And I really hope that Blackwood can return by the second game that we have to play you guys, uh, which is going to be on Thursday. So um, I, I hope Blackwood will be back by then. But uh, the, the goaltender you should expect to see is Scott Wedgwood. And Scott Wedgwood, in my opinion, has made great strides because you, you wouldn't realize that Scott Wedgwood hadn't played in an NHL game in like three years. Cause like I said, the first game against the Islanders, he was not to be blamed for that situation because uh, you know, uh, the devil's up four goals, but uh, you can only blame one of those goals on Scott Wedgwood. The, the other three, uh, his, his defense let him down because obviously I always say it's not a goalie's fault that uh, the other team has to go into the power play because his players got the penalty. So it, it happened twice and they score twice. So extra man, the goalie has to do more work because obviously, like I just said, extra man usually results in an extra goal. So don't don't blame that on the goaltender. It's not it's not his fault that um, you guys are in the penalty kill and you're not uh, you know pulling your weight together. Uh, open breakaway you, defense. You got to backskate. You got to be better than that. And uh, that that was the end period number one. So that was pretty uh, hard to see. And then uh, it was a complete uh, 360 turnaround um, in the second game against the uh, the Islanders a couple days ago or yesterday at the time of this recording. Um, because Scott Wedgwood, what if I told you that a third string goalie who's been a career minor leaguer was able to give the Devils their first shutout win of the season? And it wasn't Mackenzie Blackwood. You would think Mackenzie Blackwood would be, of all people, to give the Devils their first shutout win of the season. But obviously, that wasn't the case. Um, so so I, I think overall, we, we should just be very proud of the, the overall effort from Scott Wedgwood. Because like I said, Scott Wedgwood just... Uh, he, 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 he's uh, holding his ground. He, he has big shoes to fill with uh, Mackenzie Blackwood being out, but Scott Wedgwood did an excellent job. And uh, I, I think he's heading in the right direction. And if he keeps this up, I, I wouldn't have a problem with him being um, uh, third string goalie. Or, Cause I was, I, I said a couple of nights ago, maybe he should just stick in the AHL, but 
he's proven me wrong so far. I'm, I got to admit that. Yeah, I think anecdotally, the Flyers have a reputation of not being able to score against third string or like backup goaltenders suddenly having an amazing game. So that'll be something for Flyers fans to look forward to and potentially complain about. Um, You know, is there anyone else on the roster that we haven't talked about yet that you think Flyers fans should keep an eye out for? Hmm. So we talked about Jack Hughes. We talked about Ty Smith. You know, I, I, I think another player you should keep an eye out for is Miles Wood. Miles Wood, like Ty Smith, has kind of fallen under the radar. So Miles Wood is a scrappy player. He will get into your face. He will do whatever it takes to get under your skin. So Miles Wood so far has played in five games. He has three goals and assists. For a grand total of four points, his plus minus is four. Uh, to, to give you guys some reference, if you're wondering why I had to share his plus minus, is because prior to this season, Miles Wood's uh, career plus minus was like negative 56. So his best season of plus and minus was negative six. So, you know, I say, I always uh, said that Miles Wood is an underrated player, but if his plus minus, so as in if his line would do better, he would be a highly regarded uh, player or, a you know, a, a better regarded player, I should say that, because I don't want to overstep anything. But because, uh, you know, he's put up some respectable numbers. So Miles Wood so far is doing really well. And similar to Jack Hughes, because Miles Woods had 23 points uh, in last season's campaign. Miles Wood is already on pace to, um, you know, break that total points uh, wide open. So uh, I, I say keep an eye out for Miles Wood because he's also been performing pretty well for the Devils. Yeah, I know he's definitely someone I always notice when we play the Devils. Um, he's he's a frustrating player for sure. But you talked about Jasper Bratt earlier. He's currently in the COVID protocol, so we won't see him um, tonight when when we play when we face the Devils. But we could possibly see him on Thursday. Um, if you think he will play on Thursday, how does adding him to the roster make the Devils more dangerous? Okay, so for Brat, he he caught lightning in a bottle last season. So he really um, stepped up his level of play, um, I, I'd say, in the latter half of the season before, you know, the season got shut down because I believe he had, in the last few games of the season, I believe he was putting up like um, like 16 points. So, And he finished the season with 32 total points. So uh, he got half of his points in just the latter half of the season. So he really stepped up his game and was really – you know, uh, getting on a hot streak for the New Jersey Devils. So uh, for Jesper Bratt, uh, you know, I, I prefer the European pronunciation of it because it just rolls off the tongue better. Um, uh, it, 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 you know, it, it's give or take. But anyway, back to uh, Bratt. Bratt is definitely going to uh, make an impact even in this shortened season because um, uh, j- just, just look at his three years in the league. So, um, uh, you know, 35 points in his rookie season, 33 points uh, sophomore year campaign, then 32 points last season. And obviously he could have had more if the season were to continue fully for the New Jersey Devils, because uh, similar to Nico Heizer, uh, you know, if you look at his games played, so rookie year, 74 games played, then, um, you know, second year, 51 games played. And then um, uh, his third year, um, uh, 60 games played. So, uh, and then you look at his points, uh, I say if he was playing more games, his points total would be higher. So 
if he played in just a couple more games uh, in, in uh, his sophomore year campaign, he would have broken his rookie year numbers wide open because 74 games played compared to 51 games played. That's a, that's a complete difference. Or, you know, um, obviously he played in more in his, uh, in his, uh, his junior year, but who, who knows what he could have done if the season were to continue, if he were to play, you know, in most of those games, who, who I don't know what would have happened. So for, for Brat, he, he's definitely uh, a, a great player that the New Jersey Devils fan base wanted. That's why we signed him to a two-year extension. And uh, I, I expect great things out of him. So he's going to help our rebuilding uh, go in the right direction. And even if it doesn't work out, he'll be a great trade asset. That's uh, good to hear from your perspective from ours it makes me a little nervous <laughs> to to play up against him but um one thing that we like to do is kind of scout out the competition from you know people from other teams who have just played them so in the spirit of the enemy of my enemy is my friend uh, the devils just face the islanders like you've been talking about who we actually play after the devils what did you see from them that we should take note of so obviously uh, it, it, the two games were just night and day. So like I said, uh, game one, I, I, I on my show, I gave that game uh, a D performance for the New Jersey Devils because uh, three of their four, four uh, Islanders goals were could have completely been uh, turned around. Now, obviously the Devils did not do well offensively, but the, those four goals that the Devils let up, so you can blame one of them on Scott Wedgwood, uh, the two others came on the Islanders power play, which is a, which was concerning for the New Jersey devils, because it's like, you got to do better on the penalty kill. Cause this is what's going to kill you. No pun intended. That's why it's called a penalty kill or um, cause it, it, cause you know, it, it's devastating if, if it happens. And uh, then obviously on the open breakaway. So um, for the Islanders, um, they didn't really scare me. That that was the thing because similar to you guys, I, I and you know don't take this the wrong way. I, I expect I expect you guys to finish higher than us. Don't get me wrong, but uh, judging by your guys' latest scores and how you guys have been performing, especially Hart, uh, you guys don't really scare me. If, if I, I mean that with all due respect, but you know, so like I, I look at the Rangers and the Islanders series to, that, that kicked off their both respective seasons. So the Islanders won the game four to nothing in game one. And then in game two, they get shut out five to nothing against the Rangers. And then, you know, you got the Bruins and the, the Islanders barely won that game against the Bruins and the Devils took the Bruins into two overtimes. And this is the reigning president's trophies winners. And so I, at first I predict predicted, uh, the Devils to beat the Islanders three to one, but obviously that didn't happen. They lost four to one. But then two games later, like I said, complete turnaround for the New Jersey Devils. By far our best game of the year. Uh, did better in the penalty kill. Uh, we capitalized on a power play goal. We shut out the Islanders. We helped Scott Wedgwood so that way he wasn't doing all the work. Uh, you know, defensively. Overall, and also not to mention, our young guys were doing well. Ty Smith, uh, you know, contributed. Jack Hughes contributed. So our young guys also had a good game. Sharon Govich, you know, was hustling. At, at one point, uh, he prevented an icing that could have, you know, uh, put the Devils uh, behind the eight ball, like, you know, in the latter half of the game. So um, just overall, a, a great, 
effort from the Devils against the Islanders. Let me tell you something about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Oh my gosh, this is delicious. I've already had a few when I go out to the gym and they are super healthy too. You're probably thinking, wait a minute, these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew uh, uh 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 sounds like an unhealthy snack that is not true as i stated built bars are healthy built bar is great for the health conscious guy lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat built bars are low in calorie low in sugar high protein high fiber great for a keto diet and you yes you i'm gonna make an offer that you can't refuse go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on and you'll get ten dollars off your next order use the promo code locked on and get ten dollars off at builtbar.com there we go i repeated it so that way you don't have to rewind it. Go to BuiltBar.com and get your Built Bars right now. Now, uh, flipping it over to you guys, because uh, I, I, I just mentioned that you guys don't really scare me. So, you know, currently you guys are three, two, and one with seven points. Um, what's been going on? Because it seems like that you guys – just, oh, oh man, you guys let up so many goals. So like, you know, obviously you sweep the Penguins in the, in the series, like two games to none. And then, you know, against the Sabres who are, uh, do, do I need to remind you guys that the Sabres are second last in, in um, the East division? Well, six to one, like, and I obviously you shut them out the next game. So I got to give credit when credit's due, but against the Boston Bruins series, the last game on Saturday, you guys lost six to one. Like, so, so with all due respect, you know, uh, I, I do have you guys, you know, finishing high in the East and I had you guys as one of the favorites to maybe, you know, uh, you know, have the best record overall in the NHL out of the East uh, division, but you, you guys don't really look so hot right now. Yes, you guys are winning games, but at the same time, you're letting up a lot of goals. So can you blame that on hard? Can you blame that on the defense? What, what's going on? What's going on? I mean, you know, there's there's a lot going on. I think first off, and it's not an excuse. It's it's you know definitely part of an overall thing that's going on with the Flyers. But there have been you know several injuries. Sean Couturier, who is clearly one of the biggest contributors to us, the Flyers defensively, you know, being the reigning Selkie winner, as well as his offensive contribution, him being out has been, I think, a huge factor in terms of their defensive schema overall. Uh, Phil Myers has been out as well, who's one of our top defensemen. And I think, you know, between those two, plus the guys just not playing well and executing well defensively I think that's led to a lot of the problems um you know we can talk about special teams where the power play has been a little bit more successful I would say than last year but not enough to make a huge difference but the penalty kill again just part of the defensive issues that are happening there with maybe it's a lack of communication maybe it's just this lack of execution but you know, that part of the Flyers game has not been going well overall. And I think that they're finding it a lot more difficult to recover when they get down in a game than they have in the past. 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree with Rachel. I also, you know, and I know that you did not mean like offense when you said that, but I also think you might be a little bit dramatic. I mean, it's they're, they're playing their seventh game of the season with no preseason games. It's, I mean, the team that you see in the beginning of the season most likely isn't the same team that you see at the end of the season. I think it's a little bit too early to be like everyone's throwing questions at heart. Um, I think Hart has been fantastic way more than he has been concerning. And I think, yeah, the last game against Boston was tough. I mean, trust me, I watched it. I think the the game against the Sabres were tough. But even bad teams beat good teams. Like, that is possible. So I think right now, like, definitely with what, what Rachel said, the lack of Sean Couturier, the lack of just a solid defense, like, there's a lot of questions. We lost Matt Niskanen, so that was already a hole to lose Phil Myers, who was supposedly supposed to fill that hole for Matt Niskanen. Um, that has left some questions and juggling on the defense. Um, do I think the team has per- played anywhere near how what they're capable of? Absolutely not. But I don't think a team will play completely dominant like the whole season. So I do think teams go through ups and downs. And I think that the Flyers, what they're trying to do right now is figure it out. And I'm not concerned right now. Like if we were at game 50 and this was happening, yeah, I'd be concerned. I'd start asking questions. But as of right now, I think, you know, before I panic, I'm, I'm going to want it to be to game 10. Um, the Flyers are, you know, not like the, how the division ranks out right now. I don't think that's the final like I don't think that that's how it's going to be for the rest of the season so as of right now I'm not as worried as I guess kind of you made it seem okay okay I I I see and respect that um yeah it's definitely a long season and obviously it is way way too early to you know just um you know, freak out. So obviously there, there's, um, there, there's a lot to be excited for, for the flyers. And, um, it, it kind of goes into my next question. So, um, so obviously the East is a tough division. Um, I have the flyers possibly having the best record in the division at, at you know, obviously they're, they're struggling. You guys are below us, but you know, I, I, like all good teams, they get off to slow starts. Usually they pick it up like um, after a few games into the season, just getting ripped back into it. Uh, mid-season is usually when a good team hits their stride or the latter half of the season. So, um, you know, uh, what are the chances of having the best record in the division and how do you like your chances? Um, going into this season, you know, I didn't have the Flyers uh, as first in the division of the East. I, I think – that this is a tough division. I think that even though there are some teams that are on the downswing, I still think they are very capable of, um, of having a better record. Like, I mean, Washington has definitely surprised me more than I expected. Um, I thought Boston would have the, the top, the first, um, the first seed in the East division. So for me, I never thought that the Flyers would Record. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that, you know, the way we talked about it on our show preseason that we were kind of looking at the Flyers being 
second being like the absolute peak of where they would hit and then likely third or fourth in the division. Just again, to Danielle's point, you know, why the division has been so tough so far this season, as well as, you know, just knowing these teams from long sorted histories (laughs) between them and that, you know, every, every team is going to get one that they probably shouldn't have over the course of the season. So interesting. The Capitals are three zero and three so far in the season. So all their losses come in OT. So that should be a little concerning for the rest of the league because it's like they, they still haven't lost the game of regulation. So if you want to be the Capitals, you have to take them to OT. And, you know, it, it really goes by that phrase, like, you know, you know, win or die trying, I guess, kind of thing. Um, that that's pretty impressive. I, I had uh, either you guys, the Bruins, or the Capitals um, finishing atop of the East. Like one of those teams, like I I felt like was fair because I felt like if all goes right for us, I said if all goes right, I can't reiterate that enough. We could have finished in fifth, but you know I, I said realistically the Devils might finish you know close to last. But I I think we would finish above the Sabers. I'm I'm confident in that. But and also the Rangers, but you know, uh, the devils are doing well so far, but obviously it's still early. We, we haven't played 10% of the season yet. Um, a lot can happen. Um, just, just overall, I think it's going to be a great season for both of these respective teams. And I think we should be excited. Obviously we're in two different directions. The flyers want to get back into the playoffs. The devils, uh, are just trying to rebuild and, you know, build their way up so that way they can get back to the playoffs. But obviously uh, a lot would have to go right, like a whole lot. So I don't want to overstep anything, but it's definitely exciting to see if you're a New Jersey Devils fan and a Philadelphia Flyers fan. And I think we both could say is that we don't like the New York teams. (laughs) Absolutely true. And I would say for Flyers fans, it's exciting, but also nerve wracking. Like this team will grate your nerves. (laughs) If I was a Flyers fan, it would definitely be um, grating my nerves. I I would have my gritty plushie and just be holding on to it all the time. Just like, oh, no, what's going on? Because I'm telling you guys that some of your scores kind of gave me a heart attack. I'm just like, that's probably one of the best games to be watching or one of the worst because I love uh, a lot of goals, just like the just like the average hockey fan. But at the same time, you know, uh, you know, it, it just seems like uh, it, it's like wildly inconsistent. It's like one day they're good, other days they're bad. It's just like it's like a roller coaster. Yes, welcome to the life of a Flyers fan. Yeah, that's sure, all, this always been the case. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the highs are highs and the lows are very low. Yeah, I think we covered everything, didn't we? Yeah, we're all good on our end. Yeah, I think I asked all the questions I wanted to ask because that that was my main thing, which was just like overall, I just wanted to talk about your guys' uh, yeah, the last roller coasters. Scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah roller coaster that. of a season because it, <laughs> it was so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We try and be calm about it. Um, but, you know, you do have to acknowledge the that there is some cause for concern, but at the same time, like Danielle's absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, it's too early to panic. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, me and my dad were talking about it and it's like, yeah, it's like these scores are horrible, but it's also, they haven't even played 10 games yet. 
like I don't want to hinge all my emotions on this team when they can go on a 10 game run and they have, and then two months later, they go on a 10 game losing streak and they have. So like I, as of right now, like, I don't want to say this, we need to trade uh, like Travis connect me for this, 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 we need to trade Carter Hart for this, this, and this, because, you know, you can't live, you can't make decisions on like, these like one of these games two of these games and it hasn't even been 10 games now if we do this crossover at like game 50 and the flyers are still like this then yeah absolutely like ask me all the questions about like is this team for real or whatever well let's see if the devils can stay above 500 yeah i was gonna say the devils played the fewest uh, only five games We'll see. That, that is, six could be the six could be the one. That six to one. You never know. Could be the Flyers. Actually, <laughs> actually, the Bruins and the Islanders and the Rangers have also played only five games so far. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying the six one against the Flyers. Maybe it could be six one Flyers for the Devils. Who knows? I'm just joking. We'll see what happens, but uh, it's going to be a it's going to be very wild and. Uh, on the bright side, uh, maybe we can help out our third string goalie get another win. We'll see. I mean, we love helping out with that. So <laughs> they do. Whether we whether we want yeah. them to or not. If you have a guy who's like been on a scoring drought or have a third string goalie, that's like play the Flyers. Yeah. Or or someone who's never scored their first NHL goal. Yeah. You're welcome. You'll get that one. Could be worse. Well, thank you so much, Trey. We really do appreciate it. No problem. Uh, I enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure we're going to do it more frequently as the season goes out because obviously we're going to see each other so many times. I forget. I forget <laughs> how many. many forget times. how many times. I forget how many times, but we're going to we're going to yeah. meet each other so many. Just apologies in advance if you see me ranting about the Devils. Sorry, Trey. Eight games. There's going to bound to be someone I hate on that team. <laughs> eight games. So apologies yeah. in advance. My my prediction is uh, you're going to hate Miles Wood. Oh, probably. Probably. already do. Already do. <laughs> yeah, like when you brought him up, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, that guy. <laughs> uh, I, I acknowledge the fact that he could be a pest, just as PK Subban. But um, yeah, uh, Miles Wood is just a gritty guy. You, you no, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> you, you love him on your team, but you hate to go up against him just because he can be very annoying. But hey, that's what makes Miles Wood Miles Wood. So never change as long as you're wearing the devil's sweater. So anyway, thanks to Danielle and Rachel for doing this crossover episode. Obviously, it's going to be an exciting matchup to see the battle of which team has their act together and which one still needs to work on a few things. Let's see if the devils can remain over 500 and just keep this hot streak going a little bit. So anyway, uh, thank you for listening to today's episode of Locked on Devils. And uh, continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. That's about all the time I have for you guys today. So go Devils. Let's hope they pull out this W. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. So thanks for listening.